In this week's episode of the Sales Playbook Podcast, we're going to discuss a prospecting mistake that's so common that you've been probably making it all along. My name is Paul Castain from Castain Training Systems, and I'm the author of the YourSalesPlaybook.com blog and your host for the Sales Playbook Podcast. I've personally trained over 50,000 sales reps, sales leaders, and business owners to sell more. So get your playbooks ready because school is now in session. This week's episode of the Sales Playbook Podcast is brought to you by our virtual sales camp download. Going to be talking all about it at the end of the podcast. But if you happen to be impatient like me and you'd like to have a look-see, visit YourSalesPlaybook.com slash SalesCamp22. All one word, by the way, all lowercase letters. And you guys, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know how I like to roll. I like to get right down to business. Now, I'm going to tell you something. And usually every time I say this, I'm wrong. But uh, this is going to be a shorter episode today, right? I probably shouldn't say anything because then it's going to like go longer than it should be. But um, we're, we're going to talk about this huge mistake that is just so common when it comes to prospecting chances are you've been making this mistake all along now to kind of you know cue this up i have a question for you all right so let me you know and it's outside of sales believe me this has everything to do with this have you ever been in a situation where you're hanging out with friends, maybe you're hanging out with family or coworkers, and all of a sudden something trivial comes up, like, what was the name of that rock band that did that particular song? Or, you know, what was the name of that movie that Vince Vaughn was in, but it was a serious role? It could be a question about recipes or, you know, what's that restaurant out in, you know, Bayshore, Long Island? You guys get the point. Something trivial. What happens next whenever you have that kind of conversation? right i mean all of a sudden as if by magic everyone's phone just magically appears right and probably not magically appears because let's be honest everyone's smartphone is kind of surgically attached to the palm these days but everyone's phone comes out why because everyone it's now a race to see who can google it first right like everyone wants to be the google hero you ready for this for meaningless shit that, you know, really doesn't put money in your pocket, but heaven forbid you do the same thing for something that actually puts money in your pocket, you know, like prospecting. So let me just, like, you know, I'm going to invite you to do something very quickly. I really want you to think about what I just said and how silly that scenario is let's think about that for a moment let's all stop what we're doing to look up a movie an actress a recipe you guys get the deal but if it comes to a money activity something you know that puts money in your pocket and that you get graded on as a sales professional well as the interwebs lady once said ain't nobody got time for that so now listen I get it. I know why a lot of you guys don't do it. You know, I mean, let's talk about this for a second, because I actually have 
some suggestions for you. I don't want this to be, I hate those rants when people just go on and they complain about this and that and do nothing of value. We just, all we do is we get miserable together. I don't want to do that. But I understand why many of you don't do the research before you make a call or even an email, by the way. I think you really should. Um, You know, some of it is you could easily get sucked into a vortex of research. I get that, right? Um, I also understand that if you're thoroughly researching every single call that you're going to make, every single you know, prospecting email that you're going to send, your productivity for that day is going to be awful. And I think that's the technical phrase for it, awful. Might even be shitty, I don't know, but it's, it's bad. So here's the thing. I have two suggestions for you that would offer a very good compromise for you because I truly believe that when you're making an outbound call, you know, you're trying to get in front of an opportunity. I don't mean that first time you're calling. I mean every time. And, you know, you're reaching for that keyboard and, you know, you want to send out, you know, a cold email, some kind of prospecting email or whatever it is. A little research can really warm it up. So, and it can make it a lot more targeted. So, two suggestions. If you really don't want to spend a lot of time doing this, I get it. So, the very first one... Part of the suggestion, you are absolutely going to say, duh, Paul, but you got to hear me out because there's a part right after when you would say, duh, that you're probably not doing. All right. So we're going to get the duh portion out of the way. The duh portion is you set Google alerts so that the alerts come to you, right? That saves time. But now you're saying, all right, Paul, I mean, is this why you make the big bucks? You, you, you say stupid shit like this that everybody knows? This is like research 101, of course. You know, unless you're like 89 years old, you know how, and you know that you should set up a Google alert. But here's the problem with Google alerts. They <laughs> blast the ever-living hell out of your inbox. And after a while, it's kind of like the boy who cried wolf. You're clicking on it, and it's like, eh right you know and it just floods it and especially they're coming in at different times and it's just you've got important stuff there you've got responses you got fires to put out you got your boss looking for the tps ports and everything just gets buried but here's something that a lot of the sales reps when i work with them they didn't know you could do this so i want you to listen up you can filter Google Alerts within whatever email program you look you're using. So, for example, I use Gmail. Some people use Outlook. Right within there in your settings, you can filter emails that you're getting. So, you know, before we talk about uh, the Google Alerts, I mean, for example, if you're subscribing, say, to my blog, or uh, you're getting different kinds of you know educational types of things, you could have that filtered right from your inbox. It will never hit the inbox, and it will go right into a file folder that you could set up in your settings that could be marked, you know, sales tips or something like that, right? But you see, you could do the same thing when it comes to your potential clients. And what you could do is you could filter it. And because I am a a creative genius, by the way, my folder that I have is marked BD, right? Business development. (laughs) That's it. I mean, nothing really creative there. (coughs) 
pardon me. And what I do is I have that set up. So any of my Google alerts bypass the inbox. It doesn't blast the inbox and it goes right into this folder. Now, check out how cool this is. Now, I kind of stuttered there. Did you hear that? I was like, you know, I don't know what happened. Like temporary meltdown, but I'm back. I'm back with it, gang. So, so what, um, what, the way I have it set up or what you can do now is in the morning before, you know, you're having that morning coffee, pronounced coffee, where I come from in New York, right? What you want to do is check that folder and see what things have come to you. And then you can kind of schedule your calls and, and, and be more on point. And how cool is it that things come to you? So that could save some time, all right? And what I recommend that you do is that you kind of set up alerts for a few different things, right? You set up an alert for the company name that you're trying to get into. I would absolutely put your, um, any, by the way, of the stakeholders' names in there. I would even go as far as to put people who are on the executive team, the executive committee in there as well. And, you know, one of the other things that you can do is you can certainly put um, their competitors' names in there because that could open up some opportunity for you there as well. And it might even be something that you can leverage. Don't ever underestimate um, the fact that people at the sea level are very competitive people. So if you have some competitive intel um, or even, um, you know, if you have something that you could leverage into kind of a, a friendly peer pressure, that can certainly go a long way. So that is the first way that you could do it. You could set up alerts. And you could set up the filter to bypass the inbox. The second way, I've been talking about this now. I'm guessing it's got to be, I don't know, about eight years or something like that. It's called the three by three rule when it comes to researching potential clients. Now, this isn't mine. Every time I say it, at least I hope I'm doing this every time. I like to give credit where credit is due. Um, I stole this from a gentleman by the name of Steve Richards. And uh, he's the one who came up with the three by three rule. Like I said, probably be about eight years ago. And I've been loving it ever since. So each and every time you want to reach out to a potential client. And I mean, unless, and I, I hope to God you're not doing this, that you, you know, leave them a message today and then you harass them again tomorrow. I think you're really smothering them with communication. You should maybe put a little space in there. But uh, unless you're doing that, what I would do each and every time that you're going to pick up a phone, you're going to, um, some of you text, some of you send emails, some of you go over on LinkedIn. But anytime there's going to be an attempt at contact, um, the three by three rule is that, first of all, you spend, you set the timer on your phone, right? You set that little timer on there for three minutes. That's the first three. You're not going to spend any more than three minutes. And in case you think that's not enough, I'm going to explain something to you in a minute. I'm going to do some splaining, as my friend Ricky Ricardo once said. And uh, the second three is to try to get, you know, three things that you can learn about them that you may or may not be able to leverage. So three minutes or, you know, three things that you're able to find that you might be able to use in a call or an email or whatever to make it more targeted. So, you know, in terms of the three minutes, 
you might be saying it's not enough. Now, first of all, I want to be clear. If you had a demo scheduled with someone, don't you dare just spend three minutes researching them, right? I mean, that's inadequate. But there is no possible way, if you've got a good amount of calls to make, that you could be spending all day on this shit. In fact, I would actually submit to you that researching and what we call pre-call planning, in some cases, can become an avoidance activity for the actual call or, you know, like, because we tend to avoid things that are unpleasant to us, right? It's that old fight or flight thing, um, kind of the lizard brain uh, thing going on. So you might be thinking, yeah, Paul, but still, three minutes, bro, like that, that's not enough. I want you to realize something. Unless you're a complete rock star, you, you're going to have to try to get them more than once, right? I mean, very rarely is it a one-call close, right? So there's going to be multiple attempts. And, and I know that there's been this thing going around. This thing was going around, by the way. I think like 25 or 30 years ago, I read this, that it takes seven, what is it, seven contacts with the company to get in a, uh, to make a sale or whatever. Man, it, I, I wish it was that way. I mean, I think it takes seven attempts just for them to know who the hell you are. It might very well take, you know, seven or more just to get them to agree to an appointment. And then after that, right, God bless. I mean, you know, how long could it take to close them? Sometimes people drag their heels. So my whole point is, you're going to be doing this more than once. So I don't want you to see three minutes as a one-off three minutes. That's it. One and done. No. But if each time you try to have contact, <coughs> you uh, spend three minutes and you're going for three things, man, that could really build up and you start putting together different pieces of the puzzle and solving little components, little tiny bits of the mystery. All right, so that is the three by three rule. Now, if you're doing this for every single person that you're trying to get in front of and you do it every single time, I could tell you a few things are going to happen for sure. Number one, you're going to get really good at it because you're doing it all the time now, right? And you're going to build that muscle group. You're going to know where to look, how much time you know to spend there, what are the kind of trigger events you should be looking for. And you're going to get very good at kind of sifting through the bullshit, right? And just going for the things that are very, very important. Um, but I'm also here to tell you that you're going to have information, that's going to be pretty damn up to date, certainly more so than if you were only doing this every once in a while, you weren't doing it all, you know, that kind of thing. All right. So there you have it, folks, two very simple ways to research without becoming a full time research analyst. Before you go, I am proud to announce something ever since 2012, 10 years ago, pretty much every summer, maybe there was an exception of one or two summers in there, but pretty much every summer, I do a virtual sales camp. And in case you don't know what virtual is, this means you don't have to go and 
deal with airports and time off of work and your boss scrutinizing your bar tab and all that shit. This is going to be one of these things you can enjoy from your favorite chair and even go at your own pace because I've pre-recorded everything. But before you say, ah, you know, I don't know about that pre-recorded thing, uh, one of the things I do differently about anything I pre-record is I make myself available to you. And if as you're going along, you have a question, you email me, I'm very happy to get back to you. And while you're in the program, if there's anything you need feedback on or whatever, I'm there for you. But let me just tell you what we're doing with this program very quickly. We're going to be centering the virtual sales camp this year around three very important topics for you. The first one is how to stand out and certainly get more appointments. I'm calling that one topic in case you that's ah, two right there. I'm going to call it one by my crazy myth. So how to stand out and set more appointments. After we stand out and set more appointments, right? Now, you know, hopefully we've got a working deal going on. So it's going to be very important that we have a heart to heart about expediting your existing deals. Get them, getting them across the finish line a little bit faster. And I'm, I'm also here to tell you that this time of year, certainly here in the U.S., coming up on summer, there's a lot of decision makers that, I mean, they'll use anything as an excuse. I mean, they'll use Groundhog Day as an excuse to kind of shut things down right and delay install and procrastinate but so many times in the summer you have a lot of people like you know what at least let's revisit this uh you know after labor day or in this in the fall sometime or whatever and uh that's not a good look right that's not a good look for us and then last but not least we're going to talk about your existing accounts they have right now and how you can maximize account potential now there's a lot of cool extras that i'm throwing in uh with this program uh there's going to be email templates there's going to be um subject lines that i'm going to supply for you there are five bonus pdfs and i've even i'm I'm also going to be supplying you with a pre-written stay in touch cadence how cool is that and when i when i say cadence i mean i'm telling you exactly what the message should be how you should deliver that message should you deliver it through linkedin a text message an email a phone call or whatever how long you should wait for the next one so like i've really done the having the heavy lifting for you i mean i'm gonna do everything but close that damn account for you how's that so we're gonna have that in there for you as well so if you'd like to learn more please visit yoursalesplaybook.com slash sales camp 22 YourSalesPlaybook.com slash SalesCamp22. All one word, all lowercase letters. With that, I'm Paul Castain from YourSalesPlaybook.com. I am wishing you an incredible week ahead. Go get them. The Sales Playbook Podcast is a Castain Training Systems production. Subscribe to my email newsletter by visiting yoursalesplaybook.com slash subscribe.